You are now listening to Unsolved Mysteries and Cold Cases. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, your guide into the shadowy depths of the unresolved, the enigmatic, and the chilling. Each episode, we'll delve into baffling disappearances, unsolved crimes, and tales that have slipped through the cracks of time and memory. Through interviews, expert analysis, and meticulous investigation, we'll attempt to piece together the puzzles that have perplexed minds for years. So, if you have a curious heart and a mind unafraid of the shadows, join me in unraveling the enigmas that refuse to be forgotten and give voice to the silent tales hidden within the folds of history. On an ordinary day in April 1935, visitors to the Coogee Aquarium in Sydney, Australia were greeted with a spectacle that quickly turned into a spectacle of the macabre. As a tiger shark, the star attraction of the exhibit, went into an inexplicable fit of discomfort, it regurgitated the contents of its stomach, casting up a human arm. Little did the onlookers know that this wasn't just a spectacle of nature's raw and gruesome reality, but rather the opening chapter of one of Australia's most enduring mysteries, the shark arm murders. The arm bore a distinctive tattoo, and was later identified as belonging to James Smith a small-time criminal and boxer. However, it wasn't the shark that had caused Smith's demise. The arm had been severed cleanly, a silent testament to a gruesome murder that had taken place somewhere in the shadows of Sydney's underworld. The discovery sent shockwaves through the city, attracting public curiosity and media frenzy. The authorities, armed with little more than an arm and an unsavory list of characters from the dark corners of Sydney's society, found themselves in a race against time, chasing leads, piecing together evidence, and unearthing secrets that some would have preferred remained buried. This is the story of the Shark Arm Murders, a tale where each twist and turn takes us deeper into a world of crime, betrayal, and intrigue, reminding us that truth can sometimes be stranger and darker than fiction. Despite the passage of almost a century, the mystery remains unresolved continuing to captivate audiences with its unsolved enigma, making it a compelling tale of human nature's darker side and justice's elusive nature. Chapter 1. The Unusual Discovery In the midst of a cool April afternoon in 1935, Sydney's Coogee Aquarium was bustling with life. Families huddled around exhibits, children's laughter echoed through the corridors, and the aquarium staff was busy tending to the fascinating marine creatures. All seemed ordinary, until attention turned towards a peculiar spectacle unfolding in the main exhibit. A magnificent tiger shark, the aquarium's main attraction, began acting strangely. Caught from the tropical waters and now a prisoner of the glass enclosure, the shark's swimming became erratic. It thrashed wildly, causing waves to slosh against the glass capturing the immediate attention of the onlookers. Even the aquarium staff, well acquainted with the creatures of the deep, noticed the aberrant behavior, their faces etched with concern. As the spectators watched with bated breath, the tiger shark convulsed violently and then, with a heave that seemed to draw from the very depths of its being, it expelled the contents of its stomach. Floating amidst the expelled detritus was a ghastly sight, a human arm, decomposed yet still eerily recognizable. The arm bobbed gently in the water, drawing gasps from the crowd as its reality sunk in. 
the spectacle of the shark's distress had turned into a horrifying revelation. The aquarium was instantly abuzz with a whirlwind of reactions. Screams erupted from the crowd, children clung to their parents, and some onlookers rushed for the exit, unable to stomach the gruesome sight. Amidst the chaos, a couple of the staff quickly sprung into action. Donning their rubber gloves, they carefully fished the human arm out of the water, confirming the worst of their fears. Word of the startling discovery quickly made its way to the local police. The tiger shark, initially caught and displayed for the thrill of the public, had regurgitated an unthinkable piece of evidence a single human arm leading to the unearthing of one of the most perplexing mysteries in Australian criminal history, the shark arm murders. The peaceful city of Sydney was about to get a chilling glimpse into its underbelly of crime and murder, the starting point of which, incredibly, was inside a popular aquarium. Once the initial shock had subsided, the strange incident at the aquarium quickly transformed into a criminal investigation. The severed arm, the macabre token from the shark's stomach, had now become a silent witness, holding the key to an unsuspected crime. In an office filled with the scent of formaldehyde and the sterile clatter of surgical tools, the forensic pathologist Dr. Albert Winslow studied the dismembered limb. As the city's most prominent pathologist, he had seen his fair share of gruesome cases, but this one was unprecedented. The arm bore the signs of being in a shark's stomach, but more intriguing was the evidence that it hadn't been ripped off in a violent attack, but rather severed, likely by a sharp implement. The arm was noticeably tattooed, marked with a unique boxing glove's design inked on its faded skin. It was a notable feature that hinted at a clue to the identity of the deceased. Armed with this vital detail, the police turned to a network of informants and tattoo artists throughout Sydney, hoping this distinctive mark could lead them to the victim's identity. After a thorough search, their efforts paid off. The arm, they discovered, belonged to one James Smith, a man well-known in the criminal circles of Sydney. A former boxer turned petty criminal, Smith's characteristic tattoo was a symbol of his past glories in the ring. His wife confirmed his disappearance and identified the tattoo, her expression a mix of grief and bewilderment. This identification brought with it a plethora of questions. How did Smith's arm end up in the belly of a shark? Who was responsible for his demise, and why? The case was no longer a bizarre incident but a full-blown murder investigation, spun into motion by a simple, albeit distinctive, tattoo. With the arm identified, the spotlight shifted back to Dr. Albert Winslow, the city's premier forensic pathologist. Known for his meticulous attention to detail and unerring accuracy, he was tasked with the crucial job of determining the circumstances that led to the arm's separation from its body. His findings would not only shape the direction of the investigation but also add a new layer to the burgeoning mystery. In the calm silence of his laboratory, under the harsh glow of the overhead lights, Winslow examined the severed limb with the precision of a watchmaker. He studied the discolored skin, scrutinized the faded tattoo, and most importantly, analyzed the cleanly severed edge of the arm. The latter caught his particular interest. His seasoned eyes detected an unsettling detail. The cut was too clean, too precise to be the result of a shark bite. 
His hypothesis was supported by the absence of ragged flesh or torn muscles, traits typically associated with a violent animal attack. Instead, what he found was indicative of a sharp instrument, purposefully wielded with a horrifying intent. The revelation was a game-changer. Smith had not lost his arm in a grisly encounter with a shark, as first assumed. The evidence suggested a far darker scenario. Smith had been murdered, his body disposed of, and by some grisly twist of fate, his severed arm had ended up in a shark's belly. Dr. Winslow's findings sent a ripple through the investigation team. They were now dealing with a premeditated murder, hidden beneath the veneer of a freak natural occurrence. With the pathologist's report in hand and a grim determination in their hearts, the investigators set out to delve deeper into the life and death of James Smith. What they would uncover was a web of crime and deceit, spreading across the dark underbelly of Sydney, a tale that would grip the nation's imagination for decades to come. Chapter 2 Piecing Together the Mystery In the city's bustling streets, illuminated by neon lights and brimming with the hum of life, James Smith was a man who walked on the shadowy fringe of society. Known by his distinctive boxing gloves tattoo, Smith's life was far from ordinary, a mix of gritty realities and choices born from survival. Born into the harsh working-class suburbs of Sydney, Smith had been a fighter from a young age. He carried the marks of this life quite literally on his skin. The boxing gloves tattoo was a vivid memento of his years in the ring, an emblem of the toughness that life had thrust upon him. After his boxing career, Smith had gradually slipped into the criminal underbelly of the city, a world of shadowy alleys and hidden dealings. As a small-time criminal, Smith had his hands in various illicit activities, from running errands for crime bosses to participating in petty thefts. His reputation was that of a man who could get things done, a man who knew his way around the city's darker corners. His wife, Gladys Smith, was a quiet woman who mostly kept to herself. She bore the weight of her husband's dangerous lifestyle with a silent strength, knowing too well the risks and consequences of the path he had chosen. Despite the challenges, Smith carried a certain charm. Friends and acquaintances often spoke of his quick wit and humor. Yet, beneath this congenial veneer, there was an air of caution, a certain hardness in his eyes that spoke volumes of the life he led. The boxing gloves inked on Smith's skin were more than just a tattoo. They were symbolic of his life, one that revolved around survival and resilience. But now, that same symbol had turned into a tragic epitaph, marking the end of his life's journey in a most unexpected way. Understanding Smith, the man behind the arm, was crucial for the investigators. It wasn't just about the crime, it was about the man, the life he led, and the circumstances that led to his gruesome end. Each detail brought them a step closer to solving the mystery that had gripped Sydney, a tale that started with a shark and a severed arm. Peering into James Smith's life brought the investigators face to face with the seedy underbelly of Sydney. It was a world that existed beneath the city's glamorous facade, thriving in the shadows bound by its own rules, and inhabited by characters as fascinating as they were fearsome. At the center of this network was Patrick Brady, a notorious figure who operated on both sides of the law. Known for his cunning, 
Brady was a shark in a sea of petty criminals. His sphere of influence spanned across the city's underworld, and his word carried a weight that could tilt the scales of power. The investigation revealed that Brady and Smith had known each other, a connection that cast a suspicious light on Brady. Within this realm, where trust was scarce and betrayal commonplace, information was currency. Smith, with his street-smart charm and knack for disappearing into the crowd, had proved to be a valuable asset for figures like Brady. But this liaison with the underworld was not without its dangers. Every job carried a risk, every deal was a gamble, and every step taken in this world was a dance on the edge of a razor. As the detectives navigated this labyrinth of crime and power, they were exposed to stories of secret dealings, violent reprisals, and loyalty bought for a price. The underworld was a mirror that reflected a twisted image of the city they thought they knew. It was a place where a man like Smith could thrive, but also meet a grim end. Understanding the dynamics of this world was vital in the pursuit of justice for James Smith. The severed arm was not just evidence of a murder, but a brutal reminder of the perils that lurked within the city's darkened alleys. As the investigators dug deeper, they found themselves caught in a tangled web of deceit, where every thread they pulled unraveled a new layer of the mystery. And at the center of it all was the daunting question who in the underworld had the motive and the means to eliminate James Smith. In the pursuit of leads, a piece of crucial evidence came to light. It was an unassuming letter, found among Smith's personal belongings. It seemed like a typical letter, yet its contents promised to shed light on the dark path that had led to Smith's demise. The letter, faded by time and worn at the edges, was a cryptic message written in an uneven hand. Addressed to Smith, it hinted at a clandestine meeting and whispered promises of a lucrative deal. The sender, identified only by the initials PB, gave the instructions with a cautionary note, discretion was paramount. The initials immediately led the investigators to Patrick Brady, the notorious figure from the underworld. Brady, with his illicit activities and connection to Smith, was emerging as a prominent suspect in the case. But they needed more than just suspicion. They needed definitive proof, and the letter was their first real lead. The investigators scoured the text, trying to decode the undertones piecing together a narrative that could explain Smith's fate. Each line was dissected, each word weighed for hidden meanings. If they were correct, this seemingly ordinary piece of paper held the key to unlocking the mystery of the shark arm murders. While the detectives poured over the letter, Sidney held its breath. The news of the cryptic letter had leaked to the press, adding another layer of intrigue to the already sensational case. The city waited captivated by the unfolding drama. Meanwhile, in the quiet confines of the police station, the detectives knew they were onto something significant. The letter was not just a message, it was a window into Smith's last days, a breadcrumb on the trail leading to his murderer. The hunt was heating up, and it seemed like they were getting closer to unmasking the person responsible for the shark arm murders. Chapter 3. Unfolding Intrigues the investigation had turned its focus onto two prime suspects, two men whose lives were intertwined with that of James Smith in a fatal knot of circumstances. These men were Patrick Brady, the cunning underworld figure, 
and Reginald Holmes, a respected businessman with an inconspicuous link to the criminal world. Patrick Brady, with his reputation for ruthlessness and his known connection to Smith, was the more obvious suspect. The letter signed P.B. added weight to the suspicion, hinting at possible motive and opportunity. However, the investigators were cautious, knowing all too well that appearances could be deceiving, especially in the shadowy underworld of crime. Then there was Reginald Holmes, a respected boat builder on the surface, but a man who dabbled in insurance frauds and illegal activities beneath the cover of his legitimate business. Holmes was a paradox, living a double life, his clean-cut public image sharply contrasting his clandestine exploits. His connection to Smith and Brady through various fraud schemes put him in the circle of suspicion. Holmes was a well-respected figure in Sydney's society, a man known for his generosity in civic duties. He lived in a beautiful house by the harbor, a symbol of his success and respectability. Yet, behind closed doors, he was a different man, embroiled in the machinations of the criminal world. Holmes had worked with Smith and Brady on various fraud schemes, a connection that now placed him under scrutiny. As the detectives probed deeper into the lives of these two men, the image of a complex plot began to take shape. The shark arm murders were not a simple act of violence but a culmination of a series of events rooted in betrayal, deceit, and greed. Brady and Holmes, each with their motives and opportunities, were the missing pieces in this intricate puzzle. As they moved closer to the truth, the detectives were prepared for the fact that the answers might not be as straightforward as they seemed. After all, in the world of crime, nothing was ever black and white. In the twisted tale of the shark arm murders, an intriguing element surfaced the case of a missing boat. This wasn't just any boat, but one crafted by Reginald Holmes himself. Its disappearance around the time of Smith's murder put the spotlight back on Holmes, adding a new layer of complexity to the investigation. The boat, named Pathfinder, was a testament to Holmes' skill as a boat builder. With its polished wooden panels, gleaming brass fixtures, and a motor powerful enough to cut through the waters with ease, it was the pride of Holmes' fleet. But now, its absence had turned it into an object of suspicion. Witness accounts suggested that Smith had often been seen on the Pathfinder, sometimes in the company of both Holmes and Brady. The boat had been a common thread linking the three men, often used for their covert operations. With Smith's connection to the underworld and his relationship with Holmes and Brady, the missing Pathfinder started to appear less like a coincidence and more like a crucial piece of evidence. Could the boat have been the site of Smith's murder? or maybe the means to dispose of his body. The investigators pondered these possibilities, adding a maritime search to their ongoing investigation. Every day that the Pathfinder remained missing, the mystery surrounding Smith's death deepened, the echoes of his demise reverberating through the silent waters of Sydney's harbor. As the detectives followed the trail of the missing boat, the case of the shark arm murders morphed into a maritime mystery. The city watched, gripped by the unfolding saga, while the investigators hoped that the Pathfinder, wherever it was, held the answers they were looking for. Amid the waves and the whispers of the sea, the story of James Smith's end was waiting to be revealed. 
As the detectives plunged deeper into the murky waters of the shark arm murders, an unexpected twist emerged. Reginald Holmes, the respectable boat builder and concealed criminal, allegedly confessed to his involvement in the murder, a revelation that stunned both investigators and the public alike. Holmes's confession came not in the confines of an interrogation room but during a private conversation with a close acquaintance. The man, taken aback by Holmes's admission, relayed the information to the police. It was a game-changer, a confession that turned the spotlight squarely onto Holmes. The man known for his charisma and high standing in society was suddenly the primary suspect in a gruesome murder. According to the informant, Holmes had spoken of a plot that had spiraled out of control, resulting in Smith's death. He alluded to a dispute over money, suggesting that Smith had paid the ultimate price for crossing the wrong people. The confession, though short on specific details, painted a grim picture of deception and fatal consequences. As compelling as Holmes's alleged confession was, it raised more questions than it answered. Was it a genuine admission of guilt or a calculated ploy? Was Holmes the true perpetrator or merely a pawn in a larger scheme? The investigators were wary. They knew they were navigating a minefield of deception, where every revelation could be a false lead, every confession a smokescreen. Holmes's alleged confession had turned the case on its head. It provided a promising lead but also muddled the waters of the investigation. The detectives were left to decipher the true meaning behind Holmes's words, each word scrutinized, each phrase analyzed. The case had evolved into a captivating drama of crime, confession, and conspiracy, keeping Sidney on the edge, anticipating what the next turn of events would bring. Chapter 4 Various Theories, Uncertain Truths with each new revelation in the shark arm murders, the story grew more tangled. The investigators now found themselves considering a new theory, one that emerged from the undercurrents of Holmes's alleged confession, the theory of extortion. The extortion theory postulated that James Smith had been attempting to blackmail either Brady, Holmes, or both. Given Smith's connections in the underworld and his known dealings with both men, this theory wasn't entirely implausible. Smith, knowing the value of information in their illicit operations, could have attempted to leverage it for personal gain. Investigators speculated that Smith, always on the lookout for opportunities, may have acquired damaging information about Brady, Holmes, or their joint operations. Emboldened by his insider knowledge, Smith could have decided to play a dangerous game, underestimating the risks involved. Perhaps Smith demanded money in exchange for his silence, thinking he could control the situation. But he underestimated the men he was dealing with. Brady, the seasoned criminal, and Holmes, the seemingly respectable businessman with a hidden dark side, wouldn't have taken kindly to such a threat. The extortion theory provided a potential motive for the murder. It painted a picture of a game of high stakes where Smith gambled with his life and lost. But while this theory was compelling, it was still speculation. There were no hard facts to support it, only conjectures and deductions. But the investigators couldn't ignore it. It offered an explanation, a reason for Smith's untimely and gruesome demise. 
As they sifted through the scant evidence and the layers of deception, the detectives were left with a daunting task. They had to find proof to support their theories, knowing that the truth remained as elusive as the murky depths that had claimed James Smith. And in this search for truth, the extortion theory served as a beacon, shedding light on possible motives behind the shark arm murders. As the investigators navigated the labyrinth of theories and conjectures surrounding the shark arm murders, another potential explanation surfaced, suggesting a betrayal within the criminal circle. This was the double-cross theory, a plot twist that seemed straight out of a crime novel. The theory suggested that Smith may have double-crossed Holmes and Brady, promising one thing while secretly plotting another. Smith, known for his opportunistic ways, could have seen a chance to gain an upper hand in their illegal activities and seized it. Unfortunately, his actions may have cost him his life. Investigators hypothesized that Smith might have been playing both sides. On one hand, he was involved in various fraudulent schemes with Brady and Holmes. On the other, he may have been secretly providing information to rivals or law enforcement. This delicate balancing act could have led to his downfall if either party discovered his duplicity. The double-cross theory, much like the extortion theory, provided a plausible motive for Smith's murder. The underworld does not look kindly upon betrayal, and such actions often carry severe consequences. The image of Smith, caught in a web of his own making, added a touch of irony to his tragic end. But as enticing as this theory was, it was just that a theory. The investigators had to tread carefully, verifying each detail and corroborating every piece of information. The task was arduous, but they remained determined. Every theory, every lead brought them one step closer to the truth, one step closer to solving the mystery of the shark arm murders. In the world of crime and deceit, trust was a rare commodity, and the double-cross theory illustrated just how deadly its consequences could be. As they delved deeper into this theory, the investigators were reminded of the dangerous dance between trust and betrayal, a dance that had seemingly ended with James Smith's life. As the investigation into the shark arm murders stretched on, it became increasingly clear that the mystery was not giving up its secrets easily. The intriguing case had become an unresolved enigma, a tantalizing puzzle that left more questions than answers. Despite the multitude of theories and a promising lead in Holmes's alleged confession, the detectives found themselves at a standstill. The extortion theory and the double-cross theory, while compelling, lacked concrete evidence. The missing boat pathfinder remained just that missing, adding to the sense of frustration. The public, too, found themselves caught in a whirlwind of speculation and mystery. Newspaper headlines were filled with the latest updates, rumors, and conjectures, but the elusive truth seemed to dance just out of reach. The story of the shark arm murders had become Sydney's unresolved enigma, a story that was as fascinating as it was perplexing. For the investigators, the lack of resolution was not for lack of trying. They had pursued every lead, turned over every proverbial stone, and yet the truth remained cloaked in shadows. Each new revelation only deepened the mystery, making the task of unraveling it even more complex. 
However, the unresolved nature of the shark arm murders did not diminish the importance of the case. It served as a reminder of the complexities and challenges involved in crime-solving. It demonstrated the tenacity of the detectives, their determination to seek the truth, and the importance of perseverance in the face of adversity. The unresolved enigma of the shark arm murders had become an integral part of Sydney's crime history. It continued to captivate the imagination of the public, serving as a chilling reminder of the depths to which human actions can sink and the lengths to which the law will go to uncover the truth. Chapter 5 The Investigation and Trial In the pursuit of justice for James Smith, the investigators set their sights on Patrick Brady. Brady, with his criminal background and connection to Smith, seemed like the obvious culprit. But the task of prosecuting him proved to be more challenging than expected, an uphill battle against the lack of evidence and the intricacies of the legal system. Brady, a seasoned criminal, knew how to navigate the treacherous waters of a legal trial. He was calm and collected, his icy demeanor a stark contrast to the gruesome crime he was accused of. As the trial began, it was evident that Brady would not be an easy opponent. The authorities were facing not only Brady's legal counsel but also his years of experience in the criminal underworld. The prosecution's case hinged heavily on circumstantial evidence. There was no concrete proof linking Brady directly to the murder, no damning piece of evidence that could ensure his conviction. Even the shark's regurgitated arm, the very genesis of the case, was not legally accepted as evidence of murder. This lack of tangible evidence was a severe handicap for the prosecution. Despite their best efforts, the prosecution failed to secure a conviction. Brady, perhaps due to his knowledge of criminal operations, understood the game all too well. He knew the power of silence and held steadfast, denying all accusations and offering no new information. The failed prosecution of Brady was a blow to the investigators. It seemed that despite their relentless pursuit, the murderer of James Smith was slipping through their grasp. The city watched in disappointed disbelief as Brady walked free, the shadow of the shark arm murders still looming large. The failed prosecution served as a reminder of the challenges law enforcement face. It emphasized that the path to justice isn't always straightforward. Sometimes, despite all efforts, the guilty evade their due adding another layer of intrigue to an already complicated case. The failed prosecution of Brady wasn't just a lost battle, but a reinforcement of the detectives' resolve to unmask the true culprit behind the shark arm murders. With the failure to secure a conviction against Patrick Brady, the case took a chilling turn as another key figure met an untimely end. Reginald Holmes, the respectable businessman with a dark underbelly, the man who'd allegedly confessed to the crime under duress, was found dead in his car. His death, much like James Smith's murder, was shrouded in mystery. On a seemingly ordinary day, Holmes's lifeless body was discovered, slumped over the wheel of his parked car. The cause of death was a gunshot wound, a brutal end that added another layer of intrigue to the already convoluted case. Holmes's death raised more questions than answers. Was it suicide, an act of guilt, or was it murder, a silencing act by his former associates? Holmes's death sent ripples through the city, 
feeding the flames of speculation. The timing was suspicious, coming on the heels of the failed prosecution of Brady. If Holmes was indeed the orchestrator of Smith's murder as the alleged confession suggested, did his death mean that the truth was forever buried with him? While suicide was considered, given the pressure Holmes might have felt due to the investigation, some detectives couldn't shake off the possibility of foul play. The criminal underworld was known for its ruthless tactics, and silencing Holmes could have been an act of self-preservation. The mysterious death of Holmes deepened the enigma of the shark arm murders. A key figure was gone, taking with him the potential to reveal the truth behind the crime. His death was a grim reminder of the ruthless world they were dealing with, where life was dispensable and secrets were guarded at all costs. Holmes's death, while a tragic end to his life, served as a catalyst for the investigators. It underlined the urgency and importance of their work. The truth had to be unearthed, not just for justice but also to tear down the veil of secrecy and fear that had gripped the city since the gruesome discovery in the shark's belly. As the dust settled on the events surrounding the shark arm murders, the city of Sydney found itself facing an inconclusive ending. Despite their best efforts, the investigators were unable to definitively solve the mystery. Brady walked free, Holmes was dead, and the truth about Smith's murder seemed to have slipped through their fingers. The inconclusive ending was a bitter pill to swallow for all those who had been following the case. The mystery of the shark arm murders had gripped the city in a relentless hold, and the lack of resolution felt like an unsatisfying end to a gripping novel. The detectives, who had tirelessly worked on the case, felt the weight of the inconclusive ending. They had pursued every lead, dissected every theory, and yet the truth remained elusive. The taste of defeat was hard, but it served as a stark reminder of the realities of their work. Not every case wrapped up neatly, and the shark arm murders was a testament to that fact. Even in its inconclusive state, the case left a profound impact. It highlighted the depths of human deceit, the dark underbelly of Sydney's seemingly peaceful streets, and the relentless pursuit of justice. The inconclusive ending didn't diminish the significance of the case but rather enhanced it, making it a true enigma in the annals of crime history. The case may have ended inconclusively, but it wasn't forgotten. It served as a chilling reminder of the unsolved mysteries that lurk in the shadows. The story of the shark arm murders, with its unresolved twists and turns, continues to intrigue and captivate, a testament to the eternal human fascination with the unknown. Despite the frustration and disappointment, the investigators took the inconclusive ending in stride. The quest for justice was often a marathon, not a sprint. They understood that their mission extended beyond this one case. As they moved on to new cases, the lessons learned and experiences gained from the shark arm murders remained with them, shaping them into more resilient guardians of justice. Chapter 6 The Enduring Legacy and Recent Developments The shark arm murders, despite its inconclusive ending, left an indelible mark on Sydney's cultural landscape. The story spread like wildfire, capturing the imagination of a city and beyond. Its elements of mystery, crime, and intrigue seeped into popular culture, shaping public discourse and influencing art and media. 
residents found themselves caught up in a whirlwind of speculation and debate. The case was discussed in homes, cafes, and workplaces, becoming a part of everyday conversation. The characters involved, from the hapless victim James Smith to the enigmatic figure of Patrick Brady, were dissected and analyzed, their actions scrutinized, and motivations speculated upon. The cultural impact extended to the literary world, where the case inspired numerous books and articles. Writers, captivated by the enigma of the shark arm murders, weaved narratives around the case, exploring its characters and hypothesizing about its unresolved aspects. These stories, both fiction and nonfiction, added to the mythos of the shark arm murders, further cementing its place in popular culture. In the world of film and television, the case found its way into scripts and plots. Dramatized retellings of the shark arm murders played out on screens, captivating audiences with their blend of true crime and mystery. These depictions, while varying in their accuracy, contributed to the enduring intrigue surrounding the case. Even in academia, the shark arm murders sparked interest. Criminologists and psychologists analyzed the case as a study in crime patterns, human behavior, and societal reactions. The case served as a tool for education and research, underlining the profound cultural impact it had left behind. Overall, the cultural impact of the shark arm murders demonstrated the power of storytelling, the human fascination with the unknown, and our collective desire for justice. Even decades after the case went cold, its influence remains ingrained in Sydney's cultural fabric, a testament to the case's enduring intrigue and its power to captivate a city and its people. Time has a way of bringing old mysteries back to the surface, and so it was with the shark arm murders. Over the years, the case has been revisited multiple times by fresh eyes, curious scholars, aspiring detectives, and ardent crime enthusiasts all hoping to uncover the elusive truth. Each revisiting brought a renewed sense of curiosity and intrigue. The case files, now yellowed with age, were carefully examined, with every scrap of evidence being dissected and every witness statement being reconsidered. The characters involved, James Smith, Patrick Brady, and Reginald Holmes, were studied in meticulous detail, their lives scrutinized for clues that might have been missed before. One of the most intriguing aspects of these revisitations was the advancements in forensic science. Modern tools and techniques offered new avenues to investigate old evidence. The tattooed arm, the shark's stomach contents, and Holmes's death scene all came under scrutiny once more, analyzed with state-of-the-art forensic technology. Although the passage of time had taken a toll on the evidence, these efforts represented an undying commitment to solving the case. Not all those who revisited the case were professionals. The advent of the internet brought armchair detectives into the mix, adding a new dimension to the investigation. Online communities dedicated to true crime stories poured over the details of the case, sharing theories, discussing evidence, and keeping the mystery of the shark arm murders alive in the digital world. With each revisiting, the legend of the shark arm murders grew. While none of these attempts brought the case to a definitive conclusion, they contributed to its enduring intrigue. Every new theory, every re-examined piece of evidence, 
and every fresh perspective added another layer to the mystery, ensuring that the shark arm murders remained one of the most captivating unsolved cases in crime history. In the modern era, the shark arm murders have remained a hot topic, the subject of ongoing debates, fresh theories, and significant developments. With advancements in technology, new investigative techniques, and the collective intelligence of online communities, contemporary theories around the case have breathed new life into the mystery. One contemporary theory suggests that James Smith was involved in more nefarious activities than initially presumed. Some crime enthusiasts speculate that Smith, rather than being an innocent victim, was part of a larger criminal network, with his murder serving as a chilling warning to others. A fascinating development came from the field of forensic science. Some experts proposed a reanalysis of the preserved evidence using advanced DNA technology. While the deteriorated state of the evidence posed challenges, there were hopes that a detailed DNA analysis might provide new leads. Though still in its theoretical stage, this development ignited a spark of optimism among those who held out hope for a resolution. Another intriguing contemporary theory revolves around the role of the criminal underworld. Some theorists propose a complex web of alliances and rivalries, with Smith, Brady, and Holmes merely pawns in a larger game. While this theory is speculative, it adds a layer of intrigue and complexity to the case, feeding the public's undying interest. Furthermore, developments in the field of digital forensics have led some investigators to propose examining Holmes's and Brady's historical communication data for potential leads. While the feasibility of this approach remains uncertain, it represents the innovative methods being suggested in modern times. While these contemporary theories and developments have yet to solve the case, they represent the persistent human fascination with the shark arm murders. With every new theory and development, the legend of the shark arm murders grows, the mystery deepens, and the search for the elusive truth continues. The story of the shark arm murders is far from over, it remains as captivating and enigmatic as ever, an enduring enigma in the annals of crime history.